0: And welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock podcast, the weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock where you get the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all the blurbs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I am your host Curtis Stone and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 114, season 6, episode 11, entitled Standards and Practices, originally airing March 8th, 2012. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode.
1: It's the big finale of America's Kids Got Singing, but before Jenna can make her attempt to look vulnerable on national television and do a complete turnaround, Jack's nemesis Kaylee is back in town with her grandfather, Hank Cooper to sabotage the show. After the kids perform drunkenly on live television, Standards and practices goes into overdriving, and Kenneth is promoted into a supervisor position and has new standards for the TGS to follow. After Jenna's bid to become vulnerable fails when she's not able to cry on TV, she goes to her backup plan, motherhood. Jenna goes through the old adoption agency to have a family reunion.
0: No, uh, this is one of the season six episodes I definitely remember, although I didn't quite remember all of it, like it's like one of those cloudy kind of things, like I remember this beat happening, and this beat happening, and this beat happening, but filling in the gaps was definitely a little bit kind of like new to me, like I remember there's an episode that Jenna reunites with her kids, and there's an episode where Kenneth has to live bleep Tracy Uh, I just didn't exactly remember which episode that was so, uh, it was nice to um, rediscover this episode, because it's 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 good. Um, I think the Jenna storyline is super fun. I wish we actually got more of that because I think there's only like a handful of scenes of them interacting with each other and like the turn of that story happens so quick. it's kind of like, oh, it's oh, it, it's already over. Okay. That was quick. Uh, but the Kenneth stuff is a lot of fun. I'd like to see Kenneth and Liz sort of uh, bicker more. Like I feel like the the Jack and Kaylee story takes up too much time and honestly, during the scene when like kaylee's having her quote-unquote breakdown if the subtitles weren't on i would understand half the stuff she's saying not that like i don't get the references she's saying it's just the way she's speaking and she's sobbing and it's so like fast that it's like i'm getting like every third word i'm not entirely sure what she's saying like it's all muddled and like nasally that it's just like i don't i don't know what she's saying
1: yeah I to, well. i yeah well I, i'm sort of with you right and if it was going so fast that if there hadn't without subtitles, i probably wouldn't have caught it either um and i mean i think that is in line with the character where she's supposed to be just like kind of a dramatic like alternating between like a uh uh sort of like subtle or not subtle but like covert mastermind who wants to take over the company at the same time as like a, a teenage. dramatic teenage girl but i don't know like i feel like we normally don't haven't commented on like Acting roles. Like, I don't think that, like, she was very convincing. Like, it wasn't good, like, to me, like, it was, it was, like, cl- clearly an actor acting the part of a dramatic teenage girl as opposed to, like, um, I mean, I guess a dramatic whatever can be, all, quote unquote, natural to some degree, but it's like, I don't know, sometimes they're, like, when someone's acting, it's, like, just, like, I feel like that happens a lot of times with histrionic characters. It's, like, it's just so over the top that it's not. Like, not even not believable, but it's, like, 30 Rack has lots of zany characters who go <laughs> over the top, and it's, like, they're believable in that. It's, like, I don't know. Like, I was a little bit... I mean, I've never... I don't know. Like, I've never thought of, like, Chloe Metz as, like, an amazing actress, but, I mean, I thought of her as, like, a, a good enough one. So it was just kind of, like, I don't know. Definitely, a like, a good kid actor. Yeah.
0: Because, I mean... Never, until, like, the last few years, or last, let's say, a couple of decades, there that was a few and far between to get a really good kid actor. But, yeah, in this role, like, she's just, like... Feel like she's playing it too hard to where it's beyond acting and it just comes off as a character. Yeah, and even in a show of Thirty Rock, it's like, wow, you're too over the top, which is kind of like too much. Yeah,
1: I think in the other episode she was in, it, it worked better because this was the first time she was like in villain mode the whole episode, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. Whereas the others, it was like, I don't know, it was used more sparingly, right. or like she was like a tween. It came out later in the episode, like when the whole plot unraveled. Yeah. Like this one, it was just it was just so much. Like I don't know, like I. It was just a little too much to be, like... I mean, I I feel silly saying believable, but, like, I mean, still, it just...
0: Right, but, I mean, the moment she's trying to pitch a story that makes you feel sympathy for but it's just so over-the-top and dramatic that it's, like, ugh. And, And not to single her out, even with the Kenneth in the bathroom scene, again, like, just the way he's crying and the acoustics of that room and like with his accent like it was like I'm getting not every word of this so it's kind of it was just kind of hard to understand some of the sad sob stories in this episode which anyway that's a minor thing but it's also like not great I don't know um but yeah well, I, I, I kind of wish the Jack and Kaylee stuff took a back seat because I wanted more of the other two subplots personally
1: yeah. I mean, I didn't mind it actually. Overall, I thought it was a really strong episode, um, and I, I actually thought it balanced well between each storyline. I didn't feel like the the Jack and Kaylee one took. It seemed like it, I know it didn't feel like it was too much time to me. Um, like it does seem there are a couple of times where Jack was a little slow on the uptake because it's mm-hmm. like there's a there's a big twist towards the end. that It's like, you know, why else would she want you to accompany her? To a to like her school, like there would be literally no reason, like especially knowing that her like grandfather is like a super positive person. Like to me, it just seems like I don't know. It was a little weird that he would be fooled that easily. Although obviously he eventually comes around and figures out what was going on, but it's just like it's like what I don't know. Like it, it took a little a little bit of suspension to be like okay, like yeah, what possible like if she was being completely. Legitimate, like what would her reasoning be then? Like you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. Just, of all people to accompany him. Right. Exactly. Him. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not the most well thought out, I guess, mystery or sleuthing or whatever. But it's like that. So to me, that's why I kind of like okay. Well, I would I could have done less with this because I think their nemesis, their their uh, rivalry is fun. Even though we've only seen it a couple of times, like this is kind of one of like the lesser moments of like. Memorable stories for them. It's just kind of like, oh, all right. Because like, what's her go- her goal? Is she wants to be sent to the to a new town to go to another school, right? Like right.
1: that's her. She goal. wants to be expelled. She wants to live. She in wants new to York. go to
0: another school. Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost like so convoluted that it, by the end it's just like, well, this doesn't well, really make that much. I don't sense.
1: know. That that's convoluted because I mean, the the what it comes out is spoilers for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> for a non she knows that if if Hank goes with her, then he'll smooth it, smooth it over. You know what I mean? Like, be, because he's so relentlessly positive, she knows that he will make sure that she is not expelled. So mm-hmm. she wants to be. So, I mean, that way, like it, it so it, from her perspective, I think it makes sense because she knows that Jack is someone who's going to try to, un- figures that Jack is going to yeah. try to undermine her. In. So from her perspective, it makes sense. For me, for me, it doesn't make sense from his perspective because what, po- like to me, it's like, what possible, truly straightforward reason would she really, you know what I mean? Like, if I was saying like it's just, it takes a little bit of suspension of disbelief to think that he would just treat it all in the up and up and, like, not... And, I mean, yeah. and I mean I guess they do, I mean, he does have a conversation with Liz before that where she says, hey, she's a teenage girl, she could be lying or she could be telling the truth. So, I guess to present it presented to him that it could all be, you know, whatever, and that's part of the thing. But I just, I don't know, like...
0: I yeah, know. I think I think for him, it's like... He just believes it so quickly, but we don't have, as an audience, evidence of him being in a situation similar where he did the opposite. So now he's trying to do the quote-unquote right thing. So it's like, for him to just accept her story at face value and right. immediately help her, knowing that she, she that she's sabotaged his show, is, is definitely, yeah, you're right, like a suspension for his yeah. character to just be so like, quick on it. He,
1: yeah, I mean... I wouldn't say he's, like, Liz Lemon cynical, but it's, like, he's also, like, not, I don't know, like, he's not someone cynical that he would be that willing to, you know, I mean, mean, we've seen him
0: multiple times in other episodes, like, questioning everything, like, this is too good to be true kind of thing, so for him to not do it this one time, even though it does sort of work out for him in the end, but in that moment, it is kind of like, huh, you're right, yeah, what's going on, but...
1: But anyway, I do like this episode a lot, so I feel like I've been talking a lot about things I didn't like, but there were a lot, <laughs> there were a lot of, I mean, but there were a lot of things now, that we'll, were we'll good too. So. No,
0: we'll highlight the, 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 the highlights as we go along. Any other uh, thoughts before we hop in? Let's hop in. All right, so the Code Open is going to set up all three of our storylines uh, succinctly.
2: Well, hello, Hank. So good of you to come up. Well, I'm not going to miss the America's
3: Kids Got Singing finale. Last time I was this excited was this morning. I saw a cat wearing the same sweater as its person. (laughs) Jack, you remember my granddaughter.
4: Oh, hi, Mr. Donaghy. Uh,
3: Kaylee. Here's Jenna
2: Maroney.
4: So, Jack, how's your wife still kidnapped?
2: How's the yearbook going?
4: I heard you made editor
2: of the photo captions. (laughs)
4: Hey, Pop-Pop, wait up. Hey, Pop-Pop, wait up. I am so excited for the
5: finale. Not that it matters. Even if Brock doesn't win, he is going to get a record contract. So it definitely doesn't matter. This isn't the last we will be seeing of Brock.
2: Well, whoever wins, it's a great night for the industry. Kids, as they hit the whole family, can watch together, now your usual sitcom crap full of gratuitous vulgarity and pratfalls. Oh, oh my
3: penis. Well, Jenna, this
2: is a big night.
3: And I've got something big planned. Tonight, during the finalist duet, I'm going to. Now, of course, none of these little condom accidents could actually make me cry. So I'm going to rub this under my eyes to help me fake it. It's an old acting trick I learned from Glenn Beck's prostitute.
2: Well, mark my words, Jenna, tonight is going to be the greatest disaster in the history of television. The young
6: contestants apparently inebriated on live TV. Oh,
4: Susanna. I got oh, throw up. The- What happened? Why haven't you been returning my calls?
2: Because my phone melted last night, Lemon. Come here, Jack. That was my angriest hug, because that's how I feel right now. Instead of heading back to Philadelphia, I'm going down to deal with the FCC, the Federal Clown Commission. I hope that comes off as respectful. My father was a clown and I know how hard those men work. I'm going to get to the bottom of what happened last night, sir. I've already detained Brock and Ava under the Patriot Act. People have forgotten about that thing, but any white male can arrest any other person.
6: Hello, peers. Sure has been a busy morning down in the standards department. Because of last night's cluster whoops, Darren was fired. Then he threatened to come back with a gun. Then i got a promotion and the desk closest to the door here are my new business cards
5: late night programming so you're covering tgs now and
6: a wonderful new show from dl Hughley that's already been canceled
0: there's a lot to unpack in that first couple of minutes there they still this still run out of the cold open um but yeah this is set i mean they're they're really hitting as we said like it's a busy episode they're just hitting all the points really fast and uh really quick um now were the kids were they singing the same song or were they like
1: i mean well because we only, only hear the girls girl sing yeah. but i mean they're both standing there so it's probably supposed to be a duet yeah i mean i don't know are there any are there any reactions where it's like two people stand on stage at the same time but like sing a different song or like all, i don't know i, like I do think
0: like, you could have, like, one person start singing, like, the first verse of their song. Like, if they have, like, a back backing track. And then after the first verse, you know, that music cuts off, cut to the next person singing their first verse kind of thing. I feel like I have seen that. I don't know. I don't have any specifics. Uh, I don't think American Idol would do anything like that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, where it's just, like... The, the voice doesn't... Do they do that? Well, it's,
1: like, Battles, but I think it's the same song. I don't know. I guess I just assumed it was a
0: Didn't No. Oh, God. What was that MTV karaoke? Didn't they do something like Say that? Say What Karaoke? Say What Karaoke? It's um, been so long since I've seen that. I but, feel like there was like a battle so, where it was like... Maybe. I don't know. I don't it, know. it doesn't matter, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's not good. Not a good look. First. Did you hear that squeak? No. That was weird.
1: Anyway. Um... Yeah, so early, early in the scene, Liz um, talks about who she's rooting for for the finale, and it's funny because, like, I guess maybe 2011, maybe it was, maybe it actually happened more back then. But it's like, I she she says that cliche that's like, so and so is going to have a great career that I feel like people used to say all the time about anyone who could like sing on a reality show or on a, I mean, on a singing comedy show, I guess, and it's like. Well, nowadays, not even the winners of anything get a career like get much of a career. But it's like, even back then, it's like, I remember, like, there's so many people who was like, oh, so it doesn't matter if so-and-so wins because they'll have a career anyway. And it's like, there are, there are a few prominent people. I mean, there's only a few prominent people who won or were on the, any of the shows at all that, you know, had a decent career after that. But it's yeah. like, I just remember, like, so I, I was trying to figure out, like, if is 2011, like, late enough where that's, like, making fun of how people said that? Or was it, like... I'm still able to be sincere enough because
0: I mean it definitely would have been around that time when that would have been the most popular thing or been a popular trend for Liz Lemon to be a part of. Yeah, but when that I'm not sure exactly when that start. I mean, I didn't watch any of those shows, so I can't really comment on fandoms and things around it. But well,
1: I mean, it wasn't even a fandom thing. It was like I mean when I mean there was a time when American I mean Idol was far away. Yeah. Than a bunch of... like literally everyone. I mean, not, obviously not literally everyone, because you weren't, but you know what I mean. It yeah. was. I mean, that, those are the sort of, I mean, those are the sort of conversations you would have. You were just talking about, like, if people's right. like, so-and-so is so good. They're going to have a career no matter what. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, just, I just thought it was funny. So I I, I guess it would be in character of Liz to, like, say that in a straightforward manner, too. I was just trying to, like, think, like, you know, was it, like, late enough in the game where it's, like, everyone knew that, no, not none of them are going to have. Not none. Oh, but I got you. That's kind of, like, poking fun at people who always said that, but. I don't know. It could go either way. I don't remember. Yeah, I feel like she
0: hits it so hard that it, it, it's definitely making fun of people that were yeah. saying, like, oh, no, we're not. This is the last time we're not going to hear them. We're going to hear of them again in the future. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think she's hitting it so hard because that's what they are poking fun at. Yeah.
1: But I do want to say, though, because it, it fairly did this episode. Speaking of journalism, remember Glenn Beck? <laughs> he, he was a lot more relevant then than he is now. Was he
0: the. I, they all all those old white people run together was he a fox News guy yeah or? he was one
1: of the around this time I think one of the more notably angry fox guys yeah eventually I can't remember can't remember how he ended up leaving if it was because he was fired or quit on his own but now he, he he ended up starting like his own thing the blaze I think which it's it's one of those like I don't know I I I think it's like it's like not as crazy as like Infowars and the ones you hear about, but like that was I think that was where Tommy Lauren, whatever her name is, got her start, or she's out there at some point. But it's like it's I don't know, like I, I, but obviously you don't hear him hear about him that much anymore because it didn't really take off. Like,
0: right.
1: And I, I, I'm pretty sure it's still around. But anyway, that was a funny joke about about Jenna's acting lessons from from Glenn Beck's Glenn prostitute. Prostitute. yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's kind of a dated reference. I I just assumed he yeah. died. Honestly, like,
1: well, it was like he <laughs> he left Fox and like he did this weird pivot where like he was especially like in the early 2015, 2016, early Trump days. Like he tried like it was this weird thing where like it, for he tried to position as like a as a non like non devoted to Trump Republican alternative, but then also like still I think had to pivot to being crazier. To I don't know. The point is like he, it was just never. Never anywhere really as successful as when he oh, was, uh, had a primetime mm-hmm. show. Yeah.
0: I'm sure he still has millions of dollars and he's doing Oh, it I'm okay, sure. I mean, like I, I wouldn't worry about
1: how he's doing in life. No. <sighs> I feel like Oscar to Grouch today, and not just
5: because I woke up in a garbage can this morning startling someone named Gordon. What's wrong, Tracy? I can't eat for 24 hours because I have a colonoscopy tomorrow. I'm starving. You know, fasting can actually clear your mind. In college, I once went on a hunger strike to protest apartheid. Oh, you're the one who solved that? Thank you so much. 1997, Heather Locklear, what are you doing here? What,
3: Jenna? Save it, Liz. Yes, I was disappointed that I didn't get to do my fake cry, but I do have a plan B. The whole point of the cry was to humanize me, to change public perception. But what else humanizes a monster? motherhood. Oh, God, don't adopt. That child is better off in Somalia. It could be a pirate or a warlord's concubine. This is better than adopting. Remember my little money-making scheme back in Chicago? Cashing your dead aunt's social security checks? Oh, no, I'm still doing that. I'm talking about when I donated my eggs. So, a couple of months ago, I called the Calumet City Egg Donation Center at House of Blues to see if there were any little Jennas out there who wanted to meet me. Hang on, are you saying you have a kid? No, I don't. I have six kids. Jerome, share the bronzer, you slut.
5: Dear God.
0: So this is a nature versus nurture argument, but... This is implying that Jenna's attributes and her affectations and her personality were passed along to her kids. Despite not knowing them, For however many years these people have been alive. So does that mean they've seen her on TV and adopted her mannerisms? Or is this implying that her mannerisms are genetic and she's passing them? She has
1: really strong genes.
0: I guess. Because, I mean, like, except for Judy. Judy's the black sheep of the family. But all of them, like, look like her, which makes sense genetically. But they all act like her. They all have the same mannerisms. So, like, it's... You would adopt the mannerisms, pun intended. Of someone that you live with because yes. that's just how it is. If, but for them to be acting like her so much never seeing her in real life it does imply I'm overthinking it obviously yes, but it does definitely. imply that that her mannerisms were genetic and she passed them along. So I'm taking
1: it she has really strong genes. Yes. If this were real life they would probably have like random gestures or personality ticks that mirror her and like in general their personalities would be similar, yeah. more similar to their actual like adopted families. But since this is 30 Rock, is <laughs> an over-the-top character, I will totally all believe all right. that she has super strong G- per genes of personality that just passed down that her offspring that they have inherited and now embody her in <laughs> mannerism and spirit.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I'll, I'll concede. Okay. I'll allow it. So, uh, up in Jack's office, he's uh, initiated his Patriot Act. Yeah, Patriot Act. Is that, I mean, that's, I feel like that's definitely... I mean, it's still a thing that persists, but I don't think it, it's much of a joke anymore. I feel like it's kind of had its time. No, but it's only because people line. have forgotten
1: about it, because it's been 20 years. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's been a little while. It's not as, It's just not as much of a punchline anymore. Uh, but uh, Jackson instilled the Patriot Act right onto Brock and Ava to just squeeze the truth out of them. And the doll.
2: I'm a very powerful man, Brock. Little League tryouts are coming soon. How would you like to wind up in a team with none of your friends?
4: It was her idea. She made me do it.
2: Brock just sold you out, Eva.
4: What are you doing to Molly? She already had to live through World War II.
2: Brock said it was all your idea.
4: No, it was her idea. She's just so cool, like a human silly band. Who?
2: Who's a human silly band?
4: I'm tall enough now that there isn't a roller coaster in the world I can't go on. Wow! So, you guys drink beer, <laughs> or are you babies?
2: Jack versus Kaylee, round two. Colon. No subtitle necessary.
1: To be honest, like I'm wondering, like I mean, 2011 is still 10 years after the Patriot Act went into effect. Like, I wonder. I mean, okay, like, it's it's sort of funny where they do, like, the whole, like, whatever faux waterboarding or whatever. Or not <laughs> bars, like, just, like, torture, torture whatever thing, right. to but it's yeah. like, was that still timely in 2011? I think, well, I think... Because we're, what, I mean, two years, over two years into Obama's term by that point, yeah. so it's like, did it come back up
0: then? I don't think so, but I, th- cause I think, like, even Jack has to explain that I've initiated the Patriot Act, and yes, you can still do it because any white man can arrest anyone. So I think it's definitely like making a joke that it's outdated and forgotten, but it is still something that people can do and probably do take advantage of because it's not as prominent as it once was. Um, But do you remember Silly Bands?
1: I have no idea what that is.
0: I mean, they were definitely like the fidget spinner of this time where not so much about, you know uh keeping like attention spans in order or anything, but they were just a fad. They were just rubber bands that when you took them off, they would form a shape. So you'd have like a star or a zigzag or a lightning bolt. I mean again I
1: totally missed that one.
0: You didn't miss anything they were definitely for kids. They weren't um anything adults were were doing at the time. But anyway, yeah, that's that's definitely a reference that is lost to time, I think, but it's been 10 years almost, so I'm sure you'll see art. It's one of those things, now that you've seen it and heard it, you'll start seeing it out. You knew you else.
1: were a naughty kid if you
0: had the silly bands. Nostalgia is so stupid sometimes. Uh, but Jenna is getting to know her children.
3: Mommy announcement. I hope we're all waxed because you're coming with me to my interview tonight for Barbara Walters' 10 Most Overexposed People. <gasps> Barbara
5: Walters! <laughs>
3: Okay, so let me just quickly identify everyone's good sides. Left, left, right, right, left. Oh, Judy, that's not really on
4: message. Look, I didn't call the donation center to be on TV, Jenna. I wanted to go get a cup of coffee and get to know
3: you. If you want to get to know me, read my 2006 interview in Amtrak magazine. If you want to be my daughter, put on this wig and smile.
6: Oh, there you are, Lily. Boy, I am still not comfortable calling you by your first name. Uh, then again, you've never been comfortable calling me by my full Christian name. Kenneth! Oh, no. Kenneth is short for Androma Kenneth sorting. So, what's up?
5: Wait, what is this? Additional restrictions to broadcast standards?
6: Yes, people are pretty upset about last night.
5: How can we
1: do
6: fart doctor without the word fart? I'm surprised they allow you to say doctor. It's so close to gynecologist, which is disgusting.
0: China College. China College. That's how we should be pronouncing it. That's one of the few words you could use a soft G for. Oh my God! On that sure. call today, they pronounced it "jiff," and I. Oh,
1: we don't want to get mad at people who are doing the correct things. No,
0: we absolutely want to correct them and say that is not how you pronounce that word. But I bit my tongue and I didn't say a thing. Well, good
1: because you just correct people by telling them the wrong thing to say. Just Smile through the pain. Anyway. Um, speaking of dated things arguments over how to pronounce the word jiff (laughs) We don't uh, need to to go there that's an
0: evergreen thing uh that i i don't have many hills to die on but it will be one of them um but yeah so this whole standards and practices obviously this is something that that has sort of it feels like it occurs every now and again where it just feels like a, a lot of executives will feel tv or not executives but uh, viewers will say TV's gone too far. And, and and at this point, like if I'm looking at modern TV now, I feel like the, the honestly, the next big barrier will be just full on nudity on like cable TV.
1: Oh, I mean, you, you sort of already have, well, not like you can on, do I butt guess. shots. mostly, yeah, but Like you can't, well, show, I mean, can NYPD blue on ABC was doing butt shots. <laughs> but that was like a 30 years ago. Thing, no, I know it was a big deal. It
0: still was a big deal to a lot of people, but, um, I mean, I just feel like, and not a prude way, but it's just like I mean, you can all but say anything on TV now. Like, there's really no. Yeah. Oh, HBO. HBO has
1: gone in real big on penis shots the past few (laughs) years. Seriously, because like for a while, it's fair. Like for a while, I feel like full frontal female nudity was like more of a thing. But like the, the like the penis shots were more. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it definitely gotten more
1: prominent. I mean, even premium, even premium places like HBO were like still hesitant to like cross that barrier, or whatever. But for, uh, based on things, a couple things that have come out in the last few years, like they definitely uh, don't have those they same. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now I don't know if that would ever make it to like FX or something yeah. like that. But at yeah. least, at least I don't know. Because the thing is, like, I mean, I don't know, like premium networks and streamers are like not governed by the same standards that even some well i think some some cable stuff is more of like um uh what do you call it more um, regulated no 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 more no network definitely is but cable is more um uh, something that you do like it's it's not because of lots because of like you just uh, uh,
0: normalized i'm not sure what you're going on you know how
1: like they said all the things that like um, that Trump did like it, there wasn't actually law about it. It was just the, what they did. Press not not precedents. I mean, I guess it was a precedence, but like a, I, I don't know. I can't think of the word oh, all right sorry.
0: now. Accepted or no, just no, 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 no.
1: I don't. Anyway, just just like things that are norms, but not because there's a law saying it, just because they've become norm and it's you follow social, that social. social rules rules whatever. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's a more, there's there's a definite there's a word, word that it. okay. is it's, right gonna there. Come, it's gonna come to you. And I you can't think you. of right now. And. I, if I were listening to this on the other end, I would be screaming it right now because I would probably <laughs> it right away. But anyway, I think I got the concept across. So right. yeah. whatever that word is that I can't think of right now is, what I, is, is I is right. So so and because of that, I think especially like you'll hear the you'll hear the f bomb drop in FX shows like frequently now mm-hmm. because like that was sort of thing like they weren't banned from saying it; they just didn't. So right. now now the, the, those are but nudity standards. I don't know. I think that that's that's a probably, at least for the near future, still a a barrier they're not going to cross.
0: Yeah. Now I remember uh, Chappelle's show is definitely one of the earlier cable cable shows that sort of broke the barrier in terms of like the N-word. I mean, he was saying like the, uh, you know, the soft no R, N-word. Not some sketches, he did say it. Um, But um, like I do remember like seeing that on TV and I was like, whoa, that, when did that change? Because I mean, there was like a period of my life for like a couple years where I didn't have any cable and no internet, really. So like, there I just like, there's a gap in my period of like when the standards changed, of like what was more acceptable on TV. And so like, well, when I had a that, gap in
1: her period too, as we learn later in this episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Way to keep it on track. But yeah, there's just like a, I and it was so funny because like, two thousand five, two thousand six was the whole Janet Jackson Super Bowl FCC fiasco, right? 2005 was when... That sounds... It's somewhere time. in that period. So, like, that was when they become a little bit more strict on FCC standards. But 15 years removed from that now, like, honestly, really, the next big barrier is just sexual... Yeah.
1: Well, it's I think is the rise of the right. streaming. Like, the whole idea of standards yeah. and practices seems a little Old. dated and irrelevant. Like, obviously, still the networks are governed by yeah. that, but as viewership goes down and...
0: Yeah. I mean, just, like... How many things have we seen in our, from our childhood of regulation for "quote unquote" mature content? Like, there's the V-chip. I'm sure that still exists, and I'm sure it has a different name now. But like, well, I think like you, you can set parental and, you know, settings on each streaming service. But I mean, there's that. You know. It's just like there's all these there's all these things that are, have been put in place, at least in my lifetime, of trying to warn parents against subject matter of stuff, but kids still watch it. Or, yeah. Anyway this isn't a censorship debate or anything it's not it is it's, relevant to standards and practices it is relevant. the title but, of this episode in fact yeah we, we could talk for a while about that i think so we should move along so while we learn um jack has a plan to figure out kaylee's plan why she's back in town um back on the tgs stage jenna and her brood are getting ready for their interview and unfortunately have to give judy the bad news
3: oh god you're a winter. I don't know what that means. Why are there only six chairs out there? There's seven of us. Oh no. One of us will have to sit out the interview. I'm just gonna choose at random who it's gonna be. Eeny meeny miny mo. Out goes YOU.
4: Sorry, Judy. I've <gasps> just got another chair. <laughs> who is it?
2: Sweetie? It's pop-pop. I came back from D.C. early, and I lost my darn tea. (laughs) What a world. Surprise. I'm very good at voices, Kaylee. I'm very good. I know what you did. And you had to assume I'd break Brock and Ava so you're ready for this, but here's what you weren't counting
4: on. This has nothing to do with you. Why is that I to get pop up out of town? Because I'm in so much trouble. Henry and his friends had to go to the King of Prussia Mall last Thursday night because it was a half day and I couldn't go because I had piano. And my friend Vicky, well, she said she got grounded because she went to some highlighter party with Dylan while his parents were out of town. Whoa, well, okay, hang
2: on. Calm down.
4: And then Fat Vicky saw her there, so I called her and Henry answered her phone because he had Vicky's phone.
2: Wait, which Vicky? Fat Vicky?
4: Vicky Pete, are you even listening to me? God, so because Vicky used to be my best friend, I had her U password. So I logged under her account and all these photos with I'm a slut written on her forehead and then school found out, so now my life is over!
2: Please, uh, what does this have to do with sabotaging me?
4: This has nothing to do with you. I messed up the show to make sure Pop-Pop wouldn't come back to Philadelphia with me because Dr. Melville is trying to kick me out of school and if pop Up comes to a teacher conference, well then he'll let them expel me and I'll have to go to some school in the middle of nowhere and then I might as well be dead!
2: Wait, where are your parents?
4: Who knows? my mom is in indonesia visiting her charity where poor children make shoes isn't
2: that just a sweatshop
4: i know and then my dad put a porsche engine in a model t and drove it to mardi gras well, i
2: know what it's like got to have your parents around i once took a log with googly eyes to a father-son picnic but uh, who's going to take you to this parent-teacher conference
4: i don't know i have nobody I want to die <laughs>
0: Like that's where her convoluted story is just too convoluted. Like she doesn't need to add in all of that story about was supposed to go to her piano recital. She could she decided to skip on that to go because all of her friends went to a mall. And then then she adds in the story about the highlighter part and Then she adds in the story about well, person was hanging out with a person that, who's also had the name same of the same person, but one is it's just like not
1: just being a dramatic teenager. I know, but it's I just mean, like, I think I don't. I mean,
0: because at the end her whole thing is like. I basically her whole story is I just posted some photos, which they do reference something that happened back in season two. The whole UFace website that they that GE created, so like they do have some continuity in there, and that UFace apparently still exists and is doing well in the teenage community. But it, um, it's the new
1: TikTok or the old TikTok of the day?
0: No, because it's more MySpace. Who are you facing?
1: You said it was popular with the youths, so...
0: MySpace was popular with the youths? In 2011? No. I think it was, it was dead by time, time. Huh? I think it was almost on its resurgence, I think, was when they rebooted it, right? Uh, Doesn't matter. Moving uh, on, Because it did die when Facebook... So if Facebook was raising to, rising to prominence 2010-2011, MySpace would have fallen off at that time, and I feel like they rebooted it around 2014, 2015, and I guess it still exists. I don't know. Um... I don't know. I just like her story is just so much. that it's just like huh, too busy. It's very dramatic teenage. But that's early. the problem when you make a lie, you don't make it too convoluted. You make it simple. Just make a lie simple. But it wasn't a lie. But I'm saying, but she wanted it to be a lie. She made it too. She made it too complex. So, cause, but because because she she ends up getting caught. Or I guess that was her plan was to get caught.
1: Right. I mean, to me, I, I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't think any of that was a lie. That's what happened. Like, but they're just, purpose. she didn't do it, but she didn't, I guess, do it to get revenge. and she did it. So she could get in trouble so she could be expelled. So, I mean, I guess the details of the story, could, it doesn't, whatever, it okay. doesn't matter. The point, I don't know. The point is like, I, I, I feel like it's, I mean, it's very dramatic to age Girly to like, tell this like elaborate, whatever story, even right. if half the details aren't relevant to anything. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Again, we said like there's the whole thing of like how she's like half like mastermind, but also like half just like dramatic Mm -hmm. and over the
0: top. Anywho, Anywho Anyhuzels. Meanwhile, Liz confronts Kenneth about the new standards and practices uh, for TGS set in place.
6: Do you have a second, Kenneth? There's only one of me. What are you asking?
5: Look, we have a show tonight. You can't just take away all these words we've been using for
6: the past six years. Oh, that reminds me. You can't say using on TV. It implies drug use.
5: We're saying whatever we want.
6: No, you can't. That's an order. I stole that speech from an episode of Jag, but it applies here.
5: Are you kidding me? Last week you were a page. Now you're telling me how to run my show? Well,
6: I am arguing back at you.
5: I have enough crap to deal with around here, Kenneth. I'm
6: interrupting you because I'm good at arguing. I don't
5: need you to make my life worse. I am
6: responding. I am matching your tone and making my own point. You know what,
5: Kenneth? Fine. You win. But, as we saw the other night on Kids, anything can happen on live TV. Right, Tracy? What? I'm just saying, Trey. You're very unpredictable, and we'll write clean sketches, but you might just do your stand-up act. Who knows? Okay, I'm still fasting because I misread my calendar. Tomorrow is my colonoscopy. Today was my meeting with Colin Oscopi. Therefore, I have no idea what you're saying, talking turkey leg.
0: Attention!
1: Rawr. That was like an airplane joke. Do you have a second, Kenneth? Oh, yeah. No, there's only one of me. Yeah, that's a funny joke. And I think Tracy's funny this up some like little small bits he has is basically like, well, that line there with like the colonoscopy, that's a little irony, but like still like his general arc of like just being out of it because he keeps fasting for his colonoscopy That Yeah. Is it ever going to happen? Who knows? I guess we'll find no, out.
0: So stay tuned. Uh, meanwhile, in Jenna's dressing room, the the family starts unraveling before her eyes. Again, it's just this happens so quick. This turns so quick that it's like, man, I wish we'd gotten like, more episodes of her mm. with the family.
1: That's true. That would have been funny if it was a longer arc. But I mean, hey, we saw how, how quickly they all turned on the first person. So now... I mean... It, it does track. Okay, all all yeah. that personality. It makes sense. They would turn on the next yeah, one. And, she,
0: and Jenna should have seen it coming because yeah. she's most likely done it <laughs> multiple times before. So Bravo wants to do a reality show about us. And I thought the
3: opening credits could be all of us in a giant dog bed. And you guys are suckling on prosthetic dog teats that I'm wearing. Actually, we had a different idea. Now that Judy's gone, it's kind of obvious someone is the odd person out. It's Jerome, right? I didn't want to say anything because I was trying to be a good mother, but you're cheesy and everyone hates you. No, Jenna, you. You're so much older than the rest of us, so we're thinking the show is more like the girls next door, and you're that old boat captain that shows up sometimes. That's Hugh Hefner, Jessica. Yeah, we have no idea who that is, so you're kind of just proving our point. I see. looking for
0: this Well played. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's ready to kill them just because they're going to betray her. I
1: mean, they're committing the biggest sin you can against Shena is upstaging her or not allowing her time on camera. So camera. Yeah. Yeah. So I recognize two of her children there from other things, and actually, you definitely you definitely know both of them too. Even if you don't know, it, we're going to get there. First one, we I think you briefly mentioned at the end of last episode, John Early, who is a comedian. Mm-hmm. I, John Early, right? Because last time I said John Major, but yeah, it, is it is John, John Early. Early, okay. Who's been in? I don't know. Like, well, Search Party is probably the biggest, like,
0: yeah. Group, but he was in. A, really yeah, he was in the summer. Wet Hot American Summer right. the first series. I don't think he returned for the movie, but he was definitely in the first series as like the theater director. Or no, he was a student. Yeah, he was so, he was part of the theater. He was like the star him. theater drama kid yeah. right, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but this is my first uh, introduction to him was on Thirty Rock, and then I remember seeing this future yeah. stuff. Later. I'm sure he's been around. Well, this was
1: my first introduction without without realizing it. To do, you, did you recognize who played Jessica, the woman in the yellow blouse?
0: It's probably going to be like you tell me. I'm like, oh. you're you well.
1: The thing is, like, she doesn't like she's younger here, so she doesn't look like like I mean, she, it's definitely her, but it's like. I think when if if you don't know when I say it. So do you remember that show the other two on Comedy Central, the about the oh
0: the two siblings and then the third sibling the, yeah. the youngest sibling is like a pop star yeah so yeah. that's
1: Helene York she played the sister for real Yep.
0: oh my gosh she looks way different that, yeah
1: so like I I mean this would have been the first thing that like yeah. I would have watched him but I totally didn't recognize I mean I, I watched I recognized her now seeing it. But like yeah, so
0: and I just, she, look, I mean, she just looks way different in the other two. Like she almost like I'm not gonna say she's had work done, but I like, think it's
1: well, I think it's her hair because her hair and this yeah. is like very down in her in like sort of in her face yeah. where her, the her hairstyle is more like pushed back and like longer in the back. Yeah. so it's it's hard to recognize, but like yeah, so I had wow, no idea, but good yeah. for her. Also, funny guest star connection to someone else who was a guest on only a guest on Jersey Rock. So in the show High Maintenance, which we've talked about in an the anthology show, we've talked about, she had sort of a recurring role as basically it was it was she played this character and then she had like her gay BFF who were like their like recurring thing was that they were like super bitchy and whatever. <laughs> anyway, so the one who played the guy was I don't know if you remember in the episode with the United Nations earlier this season, like he plays one of like the assistants or like he just has like one throwaway line or something. But,
0: oh, the uh, when uh, Jack and uh, Mary Steenburgen go to the UN, yeah, and he's the I'm just the, I'm the weirdo. Like, so, yeah, just, I yeah, I think yeah, it's that, that one. one. Yeah,
1: so he yeah, so he played the he played the BFF to uh, her oh. character in High Maintenance. So I thought that was funny. That, that I'm just character. an
0: eccentric weirdo. I think that's <laughs> the line. But he has like a weird nasally yeah. voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh wow. Anyway, no, it's it's all. That's my favorite thing to watch like older shows, and you see comedians who are bigger now than they were back then. So like, this is like their, I mean, we've seen it here with like Aubrey Plaza is just like a, literally a page in an episode yeah. of 30 rock. And now she's kind of like, not the biggest comedian, but I mean, her career has come so far since then, but it's just like to see, wow, they didn't come out of nowhere. They just had small bit parts for several seasons now or a one-off on an, on an episode here and there. It's, it's just, it's fun to see that. Um Yeah. that blows my mind uh, about her and wow because she she, I'm yeah wow that show's coming back right?
1: yeah so it other two yeah I think it it was it was moving to HBO Max I think Mm -hmm. it's one of those it's actually very similar to Search Party where it's like they had a season and, like, they it was renewed and maybe even filmed, but it's, like, it's been, now it's been, I mean, it's been, I think, two years two now years, since the yeah. first season came out. So I believe I heard that it's, it was moving to HBO Max, and I, th- I think it was some of it for that one is pandemic-related. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, we'll see. It might have a good life there because Search Party moved to HBO Max for its third and fourth seasons, and I thought the fourth season was going to be it, but they just renewed it for another one. Mm-hmm. So the other two might, might also get a, you yeah. know, more extended that was life. a
0: super fun show like it was zany and silly but it was also like ah, I feel like the only thing it's gonna have against it is it's it's like almost a topical show cause like it's sort of making fun of like a pop star YouTube pop star which mm-hmm. in 10 years is that gonna be as prominent as it as it? Uh, cause obviously it's it's sort of making fun of like the Justin Bieber or a lot of those like YouTube stars that just have like a viral hit and they get signed to record companies and things like that which yeah i don't know if that's i don't think that happens as much as it once did i don't think so, so
1: but but speaking of tiktok like i mean that's the perfect medium though for people to randomly yeah it's that same trajectory of right being discovered yeah. and then building a like a brand top career or some sort of media career yeah so yeah. Well, i'd say it's impossible
0: yeah. i mean maybe they'll pivot that though they'll make it where it's less youtube and it is more tiktok Oh, for sure. I mean, I think
1: they'd have to because if he's supposed to be like a thirteen or fourteen year old in like twenty twenty-ish, like I mean, yeah. Yeah.
0: So we'll find out. I guess. I hope it comes. Did you see that Atlanta? This is a hard pivot, but Atlanta are only doing season three and four. They're shooting them back to back. Yeah. And it's supposed to off be. The, too. I'm so ready for it to come back, but it's supposed to be the final seasons that Donald Glover yeah, that would makes be a sense. part of. But because he's because he signed a new con or he signed a contract with Amazon to produce content for them. Yeah. But I think that they said that there's something in that contract that if he does want to leave to go back to Atlanta or do more Atlanta work, he would be able to do so. But that seems like a Donald Glover thing. Like his mo seems like yeah, was similar to like I was saying earlier about journalists, like they do a thing for like three or four years and i'm like okay i'm ready to move on i feel like that's a very donald glover thing although he is all he said repeatedly he's done with rapping and he still keeps making content so we'll see uh how that how his word is is uh, strong or not in the end but i'm so ready for Atlanta to come back it's so good it's such a great show uh but in the bathroom uh well, I guess we should set up why Liz is in the men's restroom because it's mostly visual. But they're cleaning the women's restroom on the TGS floor. Uh, so she goes into the men's restroom and uh, finds a sobbing Kenneth.
5: Ugh. Oh.
6: What's up? I'm just having a bad day, sir. All right, bro, bro, let's just be cool and sit down
5: and pee in silence like dudes do.
6: (sighs) It's just, I started a new job and it's stressful enough just having my own wastebasket that I have to fill every day without Liz Lemon yelling at me and I just wish I had never been born. Because if I can't even get my friend Liz, at least I thought she was my friend, to respect me, how will I ever run a network and boss around those Jewish executives who were trained from birth to argue so I should just give Liz what she wants and quit? Bro,
5: (laughs) you should just smack that Liz in the mouth.
6: sorry, I babbled so much. Thanks for listening. I'm Kenneth, by the way.
5: Me too, I'm Kenneth. Kenneth,
0: uh, toilet hole. So the bathroom scene is, is similar to, like, the Kaylee scene from earlier of, like, st- sort of hard to understand what Kenneth is saying, but you can figure it out by context. But I love it. The, also, the it's another example of, like, Liz is supposed to be this great writer and seemingly likes to think that she is good at improv, but she still is, like, the first name she could think of is Kenneth Toilet Hole and it's just like her reaction is like what fuck am I saying and even when the she's like uh, later on she has like a a line uh, where she slips up and says oh yeah I know Kenneth Toilet Hole and Kenneth is like oh we should all go out to dinner and and he's like oh you knew him too and she's like oh yeah we should all get dinner sometime and she's just like what am I doing Like, why am I I setting myself up to fail poor
1: Liz and also poor dumb gullible Kenneth for just believing yeah. in Liz's attempt at a whatever that voice was.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it does play to the strength of Kenneth's character, just being like naive and all oh, that. That's so, true.
1: I, well, I totally believe it. I yeah. Uh,
0: but uh, back at uh, Kaylee's school, the truth comes out.
4: And I'm so sorry, Dr. Melvoin. You know, I already apologized to Vicky and to Fat Vicky.
6: Fat Vicky's parents were very upset that she was dragged into this mess.
4: I know. I know. What I did was stupid, and I've really learned my lesson. Look, if I could go back in time i just, I'd skip clarinet, and I'd go to the Springfield Mall with my friends, and none of this ever would have happened.
6: Or you simply could have not posted those pictures on Hot Vicky's You
2: face page, Miss Hooper. Uh, hold on another one. You told me it was the piano, and that everyone went to the King of Prussia Mall.
4: Well, I don't remember. God, I'm just so emotional right now.
6: Ah. <laughs> I'm sorry. How are you related to Miss Super?
2: I'm her nemesis.
4: You bastard! Don't do this, Donaghy.
2: I think that the school has done everything it can for Kaylee, but the only fitting
6: punishment is expulsion. It's days like this that remind me why I got into teaching in the first place.
1: <laughs> so you were right, earlier really talking about like the parts that that were lies. I guess I was just I was just thinking that. It was, she just went through all the motions, like, so she c- could create the lie, but I guess really all she did was do the pictures and then made up the rest of the story around it for why yeah. she, did, she wanted to quote-unquote get revenge, I
0: guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the the visual reveal of how uh, Jack knows she's lying and she's using the same, it looks like Vicks Vaco Rub, v- Vapo Rub is how you say that, not Vaco Rub, but the, the it's some sort of I guess makeup or, or ointment that you rub on your um, face that make to simulate or stimulate, I guess tears. I guess is what it does, right? Right. It's what, what, Jenny, was, what Jenny, Jenny used, used the, or said she was, was going to use to, yeah. to make herself cry. So. a lot um, of people
1: getting inspiration from Lumbex prostitute. Oh dear.
0: Hopefully, Kaylee got it from Jenna, though. That, no, that's kind of what I. Uh, yeah. Guess. Uh, meanwhile, uh,
1: wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. Oh. Oh no. I was just going to say, like, if it's funny at the end, when, when Jack demands that she has to be expelled, and then the person's like, this is why I got right, into teaching in to expel children. Yeah.
0: I like discipline. Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite thing. Uh, meanwhile, Liz tracks down Kenneth um, to let him know that she'll follow his rules after understanding how upset he is uh, in his new role.
5: We need to talk.
6: I don't know, because someone who actually cares about my feelings told me to smack you in the mouth.
5: No, don't listen to Kenneth's toilet hole. Do you know him? Yeah. He's great. We should all go get dinner sometime. Kenneth, you can do this job, and
6: I do respect you. Then wash my feet with your hair.
5: No, but I did completely rewrite the show. We're not even using the word dingbat, Mr. Parcel.
6: A Parcel man has never been called Mr. outside of an execution chamber.
5: Oh, boy.
3: (laughs) The blonde ones, they turned on me. They threw me away like I was some kind of Judy. Oh, God, is this how Judy felt? Judy was nice and sweet and wanted to get a coffee enema or something. And I treated her like garbage.
5: Well, then why don't you apologize to her? She's right behind you.
3: (gasps) Judy, you're so beautiful now. Oh. Oh. I just came to say goodbye before I head home. I wish we had spent more time together, but I guess I'll see you on TV. No. Of all my children, you're the only one that proves there's any good in me. Forget TV. Let's go get that coffee now. No. You know
5: you can't do that. One minute to air. One minute. I have to stop Jennifer from leaving. You just... No problem. I'll cover day two of my fest and you were right. My mind is clear and I'm sharp as a tack. Great, Trey. Thanks. My brain is working overtime. I finally understand the ending of The Sixth Sense. Those names are the people who worked on the movie. Oh, yeah, and I just got what you were trying to tell me yesterday. You want me to do my filthy stand-up back instead of reading the cue cards. (laughs) All
0: right, so it just clicked for me because I the actress playing Judy. What's her name again? Nicole? Nicole Dressel. Nicole Dressel, she has like a very familiar face. Like, where have I seen her? Where have I seen her? And it just clicked that she's in a few episodes of Broad City. She works with Alana at their. I guess they're like a. I'm trying to I don't remember. Like, they're like basically like a Groupon. Like, I think they're supposed to send out emails for new deals. I think is what they're supposed to do. I, it's not quite clear what they do, but she's like, she's like the very by the rules kind of uh, worker. And gets upset that Alana just sort of breaks all the rules. She's She doesn't have a huge role, but she's in a few episodes.
1: Also, she is a writer who wrote an episode of Wet Hot American Summer 10 years later. So oh. now I'm wondering if all of the children have some connection to like the UCB, whatever, like improv world in some way. I
0: wouldn't doubt. I mean, well, definitely the Wet Hot American Summer people are UCB people. So yeah. it would make sense that they are pulling from a new generation of, of uh, talent. So all right, you go, Nicole good on you
1: oh and then the, the the i think the my favorite joke of this episode is the one where and it's mostly visual where liz mm-hmm. says to turn around because judy's right behind her and at the same time the crew is carrying a mirror so when Jen <laughs> turns around she first sees her, she first sees herself in the mirror and praises her for being so beautiful now <laughs> yeah.
0: no that's a that's a fantastic joke so we're coming up on the finale here with tracy still on his fasting and ready to do the live show it's up to kenneth to live bleep him throughout the entire 90 minute 60 minute show do we ever know i don't i think it's an hour is how long they run but if we're gonna go the snl route it would be 90 minutes but anyway kenneth has to live bleep tracy the entire show and it's a challenge but he succeeds jack
2: help i was right about kaylee and that's great i need the whole time she was playing me but in the end she made the biggest mistake she could not have been worse in that meeting than if she had wanted me to son of a dingbat
5: is gonna do a stand-up act on the show what are we gonna do
6: i'm gonna live bleep him normally i'd have to get permission from irene first but there isn't time
5: Dominican women because they love the those big because they eat all that bacalao. I, I like to introduce
4: housing
6: and boy. You
4: just ate with extra so you called the right That's our show for tonight. See you next week. That was amazing.
6: It sure was. Kenneth, I'm Gaylord Felcher. The head of standards? I have never seen bleeping like that. So guess what? I'm promoting you, you little
5: face. All right, Felcher, you don't have
6: to talk like that. Well, who's going to stop me? Who among you has the power to censor the censor?
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, but the actor playing uh, Gaylord Felcher, which is... There's jokes in that name that we really... I don't want to explain the obvious, but... uh, Maybe have Safe Search on when you're searching for Felching. Let's just say that. Um, But is played by Michael Torpley, who... He's definitely like another one of those character actors. He's kind of popped up in a lot of things, but I think his more prominent role was he was like a recurring uh, security guard on Orange is the New Black. I think like the first oh. time, well, I think we dropped halfway through season 4 of that show. So he might he might stick around in the in the final seasons, but he wasn't in every episode, but he was just like one of the security guards or the in not inmates, what's the guards, I guess. I guess you'd just say like yeah. guards of the prison. In Orange Is the New Black, but he's been in a number of things. But I like his role here of just like so uh, abrasive, but also like who's gonna stop me? You know, like I'm head of the top, like I'm head of it. Who's gonna tell me what to do? Like, it's just so absurd and so silly. <laughs> just like leaves flipping them off, but it's just like oh my goodness, crazy.
1: What a giant hypocrite. He, 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 he polices others for doing the things that he does he all the time. He doesn't uphold
0: the on standards and practices that he puts in motion.
1: Rules for thee, but not for me.
0: Exactly. If it rhymes, it's true. Yes. Uh, finally, in Jack's office, Katie, ah, Haley, and Jack come to a head, and the truth is found out.
2: What a surprise whatever are you doing here Kaylee hooper
4: enjoying my total lack of adult supervision i just had fruit roll-ups for dinner at a strip club
2: you wanted to get expelled from school didn't you
4: look who figured it out you know it took you all i don't know a million hours you didn't lie to me
2: about getting sent to school in the middle of nowhere what i realized too late is you were talking about Beekman Academy, right here in Manhattan, in the neighborhood north of Ware Street, otherwise known as, uh, Nowhere.
4: Now I'll be able to be close to my boyfriend, Henry. Like hot Vicky could ever steal him from me. He's going to NYU. To study acting. <clears throat> if Papa had gone to that meeting, he would have just written a check and made it all go away.
2: He needed somebody to throw you under the bus. He needed a patsy. I uh, couldn't help but notice that lacrosse ball in your backpack. Too bad I'm on the board of the Central Park Conservancy. So Beekman won't have a field to play on next year.
4: Good, because I planned that lacrosse ball there to get back at a girl I hate. Who plays lacrosse, her name is Jackie. Jackie. Office, couch, damn you, Donaghy.
2: Kato, seriously, not tonight. I
0: made it this time. Son of a dingbat! So do uh, I think we skipped the scene initially that talked about Jack having a a Kato, which is, as he he sets up, uh, an Inspector Cluso or Pink Panther reference of it was a recurring gimmick of to keep him sharp and keep him on his toes he'd always have someone that could attack him at any moment, so, uh, that's the whole Kato reference. Um, is definitely very old. I think even, I don't, I don't yeah. mean, the Pink Panther reboot with Steve Martin would have been only a couple of years old at this time, but.
1: Yeah, when it first say Kato, I thought it was supposed to be some reference to Kato Kalin, and I was like, <laughs> what is, I was like really <laughs> trying yeah. to figure what that had to do with That's it. That's funny but. that
0: a Kato Kalin reference has lasted longer than a Kato reference from yeah. Pink Panther, but anyway. Good for him. Good for Hooray. Kato, I guess he's got that brand sure. recognition going for him.
1: Yeah. yeah. Also, I like how they kind of like subvert right at the end of the Kaylee Jackson line, where it's like they both anticipate what the others are doing and act, and then gets the lacrosse thing, and she like she tries to pretend that she put the lacrosse ball there on purpose, but like she can't quite land the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She's almost like too threat. tired from all of it. Yeah. And it's
0: just like, ah, oh, I'll get you next time. Yeah,
1: because I think a lot of times like it goes on and on, and, like it, when you see that sort of like tit a tat or whatever, and like in like. Spy show, or like I guess anything where there's like thing where it's like they both have thought of something, but they usually like it usually like they cover each other. This one, it's right. like it's like no, just kidding. Like they can only go so far to yeah. think in advance. I try to outthink the other one in advance. But I
0: guess like that plays to the strength of the story because we've seen it before with Devon when they would always be playing three steps ahead. But for Kaylee, yeah. like she's she's manipulative and she is an up-and-coming, but she's still she's shortened by the fact that she just doesn't have quite the same experience as someone of Jack's prestige of being able to play the game a lot longer and a lot more. But she's already showing she has the capabilities to do it. She's just got to work on her stamina, essentially. <laughs> For lack of a better word. <laughs> her to, deception her, stamina. Her, her deception stamina to be able to think five steps ahead. Uh, but yeah. No, this is this is a fun episode. I just think I personally would like to have seen more of the Jenna family stuff and the kenneth and liz stuff because i feel like that those were stronger storylines to me personally so the fact that they're just kind of a few few quick scenes um i mean the the credit scene continues the fun kenneth toilet hole uh also sitcom trope of basically having someone play two characters at the same time and if you wear a wig, can't, you
1: can't tell who they really are. Yeah, and
0: they disguise their voice. They're a completely different person. The whole trope of one one actor playing the same character kind of thing. Oh, they're, they're never on screen at the same time. What's going on? Uh, but Kenneth also, I'm despite... I'm beginning to think I have bad luck. Right. Despite his knowledge of TV doesn't connect the dots that... That is this thing true. is happening to him. But anyway, uh, any other thoughts on um, standards and practices before we say ad well, like I said, I,
1: I liked it a lot, and actually, to me, I think at the end, the the one, the, actually the Liz kind of storyline is the one that I could have done, like, didn't need as much of, like, mm-hmm. if there would have been a little less of that, because, I mean, anyway, it, it, there are definitely funny bits, but, I don't know, to me, like, the other two storylines were, were, they got a lot more mileage out of this episode, I thought, so.
0: I guess the thing with Jack and Kaylee is, though, like, because it's a recurring segment, it, like they could have lessened it because we know, she, we know it's going to be a continuing thing. Whereas like the Liz and Kayla thing, it gets set up and it's like, oh, this could be a big deal. But it's almost resolved two scenes later that it's kind of like, oh, all right, well, yeah, that was quick. And even the same for the Jenna thing, I feel like I've already said it, but like her, the turn is so quick for her to kick out Judy of the family. And the very next scene we see the family, she's now getting kicked out. It's just like, oh, we could have had a little bit more time with them. Um, uh, to get that story going a little bit uh, stronger. But anyway, it's not that big of a deal. Still, I think, a super solid episode. Uh, A lot of fun throughout. But uh, as always, if you like what we're doing, rating and reviewing and all that fun stuff, it's going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you in episode 115, season 6, episode 12, entitled St. Patrick's Day, wherein Dennis almost drives a wedge between Liz and Chris. Tracy and Jenna are fighting over the top billing at the St. Patrick's Day Parade, and Jack gets caught up with a settlers as Catan type board game in the writer's room. David, take us out.
6: See you next
1: time.
5: <sighs> Sorry, that phone call took forever. Where's Kenneth's toilet hole?
6: You just missed him, again. You had to go to the bathroom. You know what? I'll go get him. No, don't. Every time one of you leaves, the other one comes back. You know, I'm starting to suspect that I have bad luck. Dude, bro, where's Liz? You didn't see her, she just left. Oh,
5: I gotta go feed the meter. No! Do you have a second, Kenneth?
6: No, there's only one of me. What, What are you asking?